Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What I want to know is, Uncle, like, do you smoke personally? Or, like, or like, or like are, do you guys just, like, happen to be the only, the one of the most exclusive cigar lounges, like, just like that? No, I, Saad, I've never had a puff of cigarettes or cigars or shisha or anything. So I am, mm-hmm. I am actually known for that. Wow. All right. So for today's episode, we've got a very special guest, special to me and to everyone. Uh, this is Shams, my father. I've yes. known him as my father. He's raised me. He's made me who I am. He's done a lot of very nice things and taken uh-huh. care of me. And Saad, why don't you take over and yes. tell the world how you know him? Yes, we uh, know Shams uncle as as a really smart businessman and he has come up with one of the most unique business models of Pakistan and he has capitalized on an opportunity that was never ever available in this country and he has brought something that was that was very different and I think he still remains to this day the sole exporter or, 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 or no not the exporter the sole basically salesman of products which are which are nowhere to be found in Pakistan you get you have chocolates which are exclusively imported from Switzerland you've got different products that come from all over the world and he and 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 this guy really paved the road paved paved the road for you know i think many other many other stores which do serve a few things a few few other things here and there but you know not to the capacity that shams does so guys i want you to all to welcome and give a give a round of applause to shams uncle for coming on thank you so much for coming on uncle really yeah thank so, you sad and it's nice to be on the show and thank you salman yeah thank you for agreeing <laughs> yes um, <laughs> I intentionally didn't tell you about this podcast uh, about uh, recording this with you until the last minute because I didn't want you to be too nervous about it. So I was like, I'll tell him the day of, but not yes. earlier. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> we want we 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 really want me and Salman had already made up our mind from like the fir- very first or the second episode that on that on episode number fourteen or fifteen we had to have Shams uncle come on as like you know a guest and all that because by that time we would have gotten our groove and we and we would have polished our episodes. So we wanted to capture your origin story and how you built everything from scratch. And I think it's one of the most interesting stories. I've heard a few, uh, I've heard a few tidbits of it here and there, but I want to hear the entire story and I want the world to know what hardships you faced in the beginning and, and what lessons people can take away from a great, from a great origin story, which is, a, you know, which is Shams. Well, of course, just the, the interesting parts, because it's a 20 minute podcast and I know you've got an amazing <laughs> story that could go on for multiple episodes. But um, yeah, before we jump into you, um, let's, I think it'd be interesting to know, how do you react when you found out that I had started a podcast with Saad? And then how do you react when you finally saw an episode of it? Exactly. I want to know that too. <laughs> well, to be honest, that was a surprise. I mean, um, I didn't have an idea that you were already doing it. And when your mother told me that this is happening... And uh, I mean, to be honest, I did not uh, think that much until I saw it 
and I said, thank God, <laughs> they are doing better. <laughs> so, so that was the honest reaction. Yes, I felt that you didn't inform us, but uh, rest was all okay. And the best part was that uh, you're keeping yourself busy and engaged in some positive activities, yeah. both of you. Yeah. And especially Salman, since he's there and in his room and everything and everything on online. So I think this is a good time to do the stuff. And Saad, thank you for keeping him uh, active. You're welcome, Uncle. You're welcome. I think, I, think, I think he's also keeping me equally active because on the days when I don't want to shoot an episode, he brings on an, a random guest. He's like, we have to shoot today. We have this guest. If it was up to me, I would have canceled that episode. But he's also keeping me <laughs> grounded and equally you know, motivated to get the work done. Yeah, that's true. I think that's that's a good friendship, and that should uh, inshallah continue. Inshallah, inshallah. So, Salman, start off with the with the questions. So yeah, as for but the, first of yes. all, I would like to say one thing. Sure. Mm-hmm. When Salman called me in the morning, and it was late at night at him, and uh, he just mentioned that you have to come on the episode, and I couldn't hear him because I was with somebody else, and. Uh, I thought he wanted to invite me to his party, which actually was not his party, was my party. <laughs> so even then after the day's work, I forgot and I came home and they said, you you have to go for it. I said, oh my God, it is serious. Said, yeah, yeah, it's all done and set up. So I'm yes, here yes. It's a very chill and podcast, I'm happy. Uncle. uncle, it's a very chill podcast. Yeah. Just like, yeah, have a normal conversation. We, have, we just have a normal conversation with people. And I think that's what separates us from other podcasts because other podcasts are very you know, buttoned up, very stiff and all that, very rigid. We like to keep it very loose, very organic and very natural with our guests and as well as ourselves. So, yeah. yeah so, so you can... So, to start off on a high note, um, why don't you tell us a bit and tell everyone else a bit about Shumps and um, how you got involved in the business? Well, uh... That story. goes a long time back. And uh, yeah, it is a long story, but it, it is uh, decades back that I have to go in. And this one happened by uh, an incident, actually. I was never meant to be at the shop, which was named after me, because my father wanted me to be a doctor and I was in medical college. And uh, at that time in 1986, so 83, he started this business on my name. And in 86, uh, one fine day, he just passed away. So I was in MBBS first year. And uh, I think that was there. No, it, it was 10th June, 1986. And uh, so till that day, I never set on the business. He never wanted me to be at the store. And uh, he wanted me to be a doctor. And he wanted me to be a surgeon. And uh, But as the fate would have it, so it changed one day. And on 13th of June, so 10th of June, he passed away. And on 13th of June, I start, I came to the shop. Wow. So, I mean, in few words, it's very, very difficult to actually explain what I went through and how it changed because it was like a total changeover. I never went back to the college. Mm-hmm. And uh, from 13th June onwards, I was there at the shop, mm-hmm. which I never had an idea how it runs, how you sell so you had so, to learn sales. So you had to learn sales. You had to learn the business almost as if you went in blind. You had no idea what to do. So did you like, did you have somebody guiding you from the beginning or did you have to learn everything on your own by trial and error? 
No, sir. Uh, my father had uh, two, uh, three sales persons over there, over there, mm-hmm. and uh, nothing else. Nobody. And uh, to be very honest with you, in the first week, I didn't know how it how it goes, and even like uh, whatever sales we were doing, very really pretty good at that time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought that whatever we are selling is there's a huge margin in it mm-hmm. till the time i didn't realize that the amount of percentage we are making is uh, is not much mm-hmm. i mean it's like 10 15 18 20 percent maximum yeah so that was a shock for me mm-hmm. because i mean on a sale of let's say 10000 rupees at that time mm-hmm. we were making like around 15 1800 so that was a very small amount as compared to the pocket money my father used to give me <laughs> <laughs> so so it 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 was a shock and uh, yes i i learned it the hard way mm. and uh, that that is actually yeah i was uh, in 6 uh, into i was uh, 17 years old when i came into the business 17 so for yeah so i was 17 at that time and i was the youngest in the family so there was nobody in the family out here in Islamabad or Pindi. So I was the only one who had to come in because of the circumstances. And this is where I am right now. Wow. And was your store located? So cool. And was your store located in F6 from the very beginning? In that in that same plaza, or like or like did you guys move around? So where, where was no no uh, yeah we were located in the next plaza which uh, where we have altitude now. Okay. And uh, that was a smaller shop. And uh, we were into food business, basically. I mean, like purely uh, food, grocery and chocolates and I mean, uh, basically everyday life things. Yeah. And uh, on a smaller side, uh, my father used to keep some cigars. Mm-hmm. So which was which was like, like in a shelf. But basically, we were a, a store for grocery mm-hmm. and imported stuff. And then my father had a, a passion for silver jewelry. Mm. So that he was in love with, and we had a small counter for uh, semi-precious stones and uh, silver jewelry. Wow, wow! So you guys had like so I feel like your store was driven on necessity and passions because necessity is the groceries and all that, but then passions you have silver jewelry, you have a few cigars here and there, and like um, before Salman tells me that you guys right now I think I do I think Salman told me that um you guys have one of Pakistan's biggest cigar lounges and one of the most exclusive cigar lounges. And, so um, I think we have, um, now you told me this, you told me we had the first... Yeah, we, no, it's not the lounges. Yeah, it's a humidified, humidified cigar room and we are the only ones in Pakistan who are uh, given, um, I mean, by the grace of God, uh, God has been very kind in this, that we are the only ones in Pakistan who are actually Habano specialists, hmm. which is uh, given by the Habanos uh, on, on, on the visit and after checking and going through all the process. So we are the only ones doing that. Wow. Still to this day, to this day in 2020. Till, till to this day. Yes. Wow. Wow. That is beautiful. And so Uncle. Uh, and I didn't actually... even know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. Uncle, Uncle, you should get Salman in the store more often. He needs to know more about the business. I don't know. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> yeah. Sad. now I'll be talking to you to make him more uh, come to the shop and see. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <Please>. <laughs> What I want to know is, uncle, like, do you smoke personally, or like, or like, or like, are do you guys just like happen to be the only the one of the most exclusive cigar lounges, like, just like that? No, I Saad, I've never had a puff of cigarettes or cigars or shisha or anything. So I am wow. I am actually known for that. Wow, that is amazing. That's... So, 
So you know, I, I have to tell you something that in the U.S. Embassy, yeah, uh, I mean, like this is like I'm talking about five, six years back, mm-hmm. or maybe not ten years back when there was so much freedom in the movement. Mm-hmm. And this is before, this is right after 9-11 and before 9-11 and when there was so much uh, things going on. Mm. And we used to have uh, people coming from uh, U.S. Embassy, the Marines, after the 9-11, the Marines used to come and everybody. And uh, somehow in the embassy, they knew that I don't know about cigars. So one day I was standing there and this guy came in and he said, okay, I'm there to, I was telling him about the cigars. So he said, are you the one who... Is this, uh, you, do you work here? I said, yes, I work here. Yeah. So he said, uh, uh, do you own it? I said, yes. Look at the, what's your name? And I said, my name is, said, oh my God, are you the one who does not uh, smoke <laughs> cigar and you guide for cigars? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so that was something. That, that was something. That is something. That's very yeah, interesting. So, because, because when you hear about success stories, success stories and all that, you often hear that people who are passionate about something, pe- people who are like up crazy about cigars, they end up owning the, the crazy cigar lounge just because they know everything about cigars. But this is like a complete opposite story because like, uncle, according to you, 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 you haven't smoked a single puff and all that. And yet somehow, yes, Pakistan is one of the most exclusive cigar lounges in Pakistan. It's, it's, it's mind blowing, honestly. Yeah, well, it's not a cigar lounge. It's it's a walk-in humidor. It's the only walk-in humidor in Pakistan. Okay, so what is so, that? So I mean, this all exactly? this also this also has a story behind the starting of cigar and uh, I mean the stuff. Yeah, I have a, uh, I, I went through a lot. So this is how because I when I came in, we used to sell uh, Romy Julius cigars. Mm-hmm. So which was just in the shelf, and um, people used to tell me that it gets dry and stuff. And the first time I traveled to Dubai. And that was in 1988. Mm-hmm. So I saw this uh, humidor over there and when I came back, so I said, why don't we have one? But obviously it needs a lot of money. And uh, uh, that that also, that did not happen till 99. So in 1999, we made the walk-in humidor in the old place, in the smaller place. Oh, I did not know that. I thought you only made it in the yeah. old place. Sorry, I, I didn't get it. You only made it in the new place and not in the old. No, 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 no. This is this is this humidor. Walk-in humidor is in '99 when we renovated Shams. When actually Salman was born. Wow. It was just around that time. Basically, we got the place and then we we renovated it. Wow. Wow, that that is amazing. And um, uh, one of the great things about a good entrepreneurial story is that. What was what was one of the biggest challenges coming up when you were when you still when you got into the business? Um, what what were what were one of the biggest challenges that you overcame and like you're really proud of that you overcame it in that way and all that? Any any success stories? Any, any anything that was really hard at the beginning that you got the hang of later on? Anything like that in the? Yes, Saad. Uh, I will tell you something very interesting. I I went through a lot and uh, since in 1986 I came into the business and. Uh, I think for seven, eight, eight years or maybe some more, more, I never knew where my life went actually. Mm-hmm. So it, it was because uh, as I came in and then um, a steady downfall started of the business I'm because sure. I didn't know anything. And my father, uh, he had a lot of, he was giving a lot of credits to people and the people who are very, very known families of Islamabad, which I know to my heart only, nobody else knows. Yeah. So just before his death, he, he gave me a list of everything and he said, okay, okay, this is the person I owe. Mm-hmm. 
money and this is because in trading you know you, you owe people obviously the goods are coming in and everything but he never told me the people uh, we owe I mean who owed us the people who owed us mm. so there was a book at the shop in where the names were written so in 1983 it was around uh, uh, 1986 sorry and it was around 10 lakh rupees what we were supposed to get from customers and we got almost one lakh seventy thousand out of it, and rest of it never came, which was a very very huge amount at that time. Of course. And uh, then uh, there are things that when I started, I went to the sh- shop, and we were I, we were doing very good in chocolates at that time also, mm-hmm. uh, not to the extent that we were now, but at that time. And uh, one thing which I never forget is that we bought a big uh, shipment of Black Magic Nestle chocolate. Uh-huh. Uh, as compared to our business and uh, I invested in it and uh, the chocolates were stale from inside. Ooh. The supplier I got it from, after a few days, the customers start coming back and they said that uh, the chocolate is white from inside and I called the guy mm. and he said, no, it's not our responsibility. You should have checked it at that time. So I, I lost quite a bit in that okay. and I never knew that I was supposed to ask it from the supplier that he's supposed to maintain the quality and stuff. Uh-huh. So, and... Uh, but there was a lot of uh, things going on. A lot of people cheated. Mm-hmm. I was, I, I was, I did not had experience how to work. And uh, I'll tell you something very interesting is that the semi-precious stones that I mentioned to you, mm-hmm. uh, my father had bought uh, some consignment of it for sixty-five or oh no seven seventy thousand rupees at that time. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, since I didn't know anything about the jewelry and uh, the money was getting due on to be paid and I had no idea what to sell and obviously people didn't trust me. So, I mean, because there was no knowledge and my father had a lot of credibility for uh, semi-precious stones and jewelry. So, eventually I paid them like 5,000, 3,000, whatever I could pay and then eventually I couldn't pay because uh, the money was not there and we were losing money. Mm So I cleared them out and uh, I think it was 20 or 30,000 rupees left and I could not pay them. By that time, the sales were not there. So I asked uh, a friend of my father who was, uh, collect- uh, who was a collective friend, Saad, and uh, mm-hmm. I still remember that it was at Venus Jewelers, which is still there. Uh, unfortunately, that uncle passed away. Mm-hmm. And when I went there to sit down with a supplier mm-hmm. to settle it, and uh, he said that you have to, we will take it only by weight. I mean, it is never by weight. Yeah. So, I mean, the entire thing that we got from him was sold out to be, I think, for 15,000 rupees or mm-hmm. maybe 12,000 rupees, which I had to give in uh-huh. um, because there was no option. So I cried at that time and uh, not because, uh, because I knew how much we bought it for and mm-hmm. there were a lot of circumstances going on. So I understand. So it's uh, uh, and this uh, this thing was in the initial days this this amount and uh, but uh, Saad uh, and Salman there was one thing that the person I sold it to he did not succeed in business he went out of business after so many wow. years and I never I never thought of him because I had so many other issues to take care of yeah so at some later stage in life I somebody told me that they are out of business and they had some big losses or stuff. So the point is that that uh, uh, the actual life is very tough. It yeah. is very different from where it seems. Where I am, by the grace of God, or what we are doing, it is uh, 
it is um, people acknowledge it that's a big big thing for me but behind the story behind the scene it is almost uh, i think 35 years of experience in it wow. of my personal experience in it that is amazing it's honestly so inspiring like these these stories about you know general toughness and 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 the, and the and the things that were like you know really bad for you guys they're often or people might look at them as like you know oh it's a bad story and all that i look at it as like a really something inspiring because you overcame it and you and you came out stronger and you often like you know and you just beat those odds and honestly speaking you you obviously and rose from them and you, i think to give a bit of context to everyone listening and watching um so you started out the store was groceries it was a couple of cigars here and there you added a humidor later and what does the store look like now? What all do you sell and how is it different from what it was at the start? Yeah. Well, Salman, uh, it, it's uh, in small word, in few words, I would say that uh, what we are doing now, see, we were, we were uh, exclusive at that time also mm-hmm. for the items that you we were carrying. And uh, it is not something... Basically, we are carrying on the legacy, uh, mashallah, by the grace of Allah, but uh, mm. it is not that I have done something very big. Mm. Yes, uh, basically, the exclusiveness, the thing that that people cherish for is uh, we were able to come back in it. Mm. And now we are into makeup, we are into perfumes, we are into chocolates, we are into cigars, we are into lighters. Yeah, not grocery. Yeah. But um, all the snacks and everything, yeah. Uh, and much more, I mean, much more, yeah. Much, much more, yeah. Guys, um, for those and... of you guys who don't know, this is we're talking about Shams and F6, um, that store that practically every single Islamabadi you talk to knows about. Every every guy's father <laughs> or, or every kid has been to that store to buy chocolates, to buy perfumes, to buy cigars, whatever. And it's it's one of the most legendary stores and it has a really legendary story behind it as well. But yeah, and I think um, one interesting thing is uh, you didn't mention is that you also started looking a lot at local Pakistani handicrafts and local businesses and entrepreneurs, and you've been trying to promote them. So are there any like particular products that you think are really cool that have been growing in Pakistan? Yes, there is a trend. There's a very big trend. And uh, I think in the last one and a half years, what we are going through and whatever has been happening, I mean, but uh, but we have been able to look into people who are doing uh, small things, who are basically, uh, see, uh, to be honest, to say uh, different from uh, everybody else is, is very difficult because you have to continuously keep on coming up with some ideas. Innovation. And God has been very kind in suggesting things. So we have started a lot of local products which we are actually promoting. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the products, uh, I mean, not, I would not, I don't want to name it, but uh, we have a lot of products. And in one of the products, I uh, suggested uh, to the couple's daughter that why don't you come up with some better designing? And... Uh, mm-hmm. I was very surprised when I saw the packaging after I think two weeks or three weeks and it was like 360% change and that product is doing so well right now with us and it comes from a dairy farm and it's a very local product and that's it that yeah and a lot of lot of good products are coming in you know I will tell you something what is very important in my life is that uh, the people I do business with hmm. It is not only the suppliers, it is the customers. It's not only the customers, rather the suppliers that I work with. Mm. Because making money is very difficult. 
but at certain times it is easy also but keeping your things in perspective and uh, following uh, the ethics you want to mm. things uh, the path becomes narrow but actually it is not narrow as you tread on you get to know that actually that path is not narrow it was looking narrow till the time you had an intent to walk on it but wow. once you walk in it it is a highway wow <laughs> That is amazing. That is chills. Epic. That's yeah. such a great chills. Such a great note. Yeah. Um, that's a beautiful thing to say, and yeah. I think that'll inspire people. Yeah. What I want to know is that do you have any 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 small piece of advice from me and Salman as we carry on taking this business off and everything? Any any, any tidbits from your thirty five years of experience that you can you know somewhat you know throw at us and like you know just like you know tell us what we can do to improve and all that. Because I think we, along with a lot of other viewers, would like, would like to know how 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 we can. Do you know, uh, I don't know. I also ask people who are elder to me. Even nowadays, even few days back, I some asked someone if you want to sum up, what would be the guidance you can give me of your life, hmm. of his life. So I always ask this question. You know, one thing that I believe in is um, that you need to be passionate about what you're doing. You need to. you need to enjoy what you're doing exactly and uh, the most important thing is that consistency and persistence is very very important mm-hmm. and even when you feel that uh, you have reached somewhere mm-hmm. actually it is your inner feeling you are not there exactly because everyday life is changing and uh, there is there is no high and there is no low in the world when people say na what can be more than this or what can more low more than this be we how low we can go i said never ask this question hmm. because nobody knows what hmm. is the highest in the world and what is the lowest because if you ask me till one and a half years back or a year back to be precise i thought that we are fine and we are doing very comfortable Mm-hmm. but in the last 6 8 months it, the things changed so much exactly that uh, i and and even now when the corona virus came in this is like mind boggling because whatever and wherever you think is closed mm-hmm. whatever experience you had gained is not working in this circumstances so you have to change exactly you have to change all the time and the most important thing is that you have to be flexible in life you have to be open to changes because mm-hmm. you can only change things by being a part of the change or the system if you say no i will not work now and i will work then mm-hmm. then you don't know what happens then exactly exactly and that that was powerful i i think i think i think that was i think i gained a lot of a, a lot of important knowledge on how to you know take this forward we have to change when circumstances change you have to pivot you have to adapt to changes you know there's a famous saying adapt or die simple as that adapt or die change or die very true so you know you have to go with that and i think we've reached the 25 minute mark thank you so much uncle for joining us your story thank was you so beyond much. it was beyond inspiring i thought it, it was way more inspiring than i thought it would be because i did not know that you had so much hardship growing up you went to the store when you were 17 and now 35 years later you are absolutely killing it you did you ever think that you would take the business to this height to when you were 17 did you ever think that you would like take the business to like this level that we are right like never to this to this date you know sir for me what is important it is not the volume that i am generating or the money that i am making out of the business mm-hmm. it is what allah has given me or given us is the recognition mm-hmm. 
you know the last thing that a person wants in life is recognition when they have money they have everything mm. they want to be known mm. and for being to be known you become either philanthropist you start spending money you start throwing parties you come into yeah. parties you you start political career whatever mm. so i mean wherever wherever i am right now i cannot thank god for that not because of anything else but the recognition that he has given me at times we had very tough time in last one and a half years the changes and things coming in but what kept me going was the understanding that uh, i think this is ultimate what one can get yeah yeah it's 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 amazing and honestly guys on that bombshell i think we're done with today's podcast thank you so much uncle for joining us and thanks so much thank you i really and uh, wish you both best of luck and thank all of you. you you're very young you have a long way to go yes. and uh, build yes. on your uh, experiences and then be open to suggestions yes. and thank you so much sad and thank you so much salman thank you so much yes. peace thank you so adios much. goodbye hello it is ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day couldn't we just to make up for things like sitting in traffic doing the dishes counting your steps you know all the mundane stuff that is why i'm such a big fan of chumba casino chumba casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day lol actually a lot So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.